0: Hi guys, welcome to Humanitarian The Real Michael Jackson, I'm your host Paul Dwyer. In 2002, double lung transplant survivor and cystic fibrosis sufferer Natasha Kirker, her mother and two friends were invited to spend the day with Michael Jackson at his Neverland Valley Ranch home, with thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. In this episode, Natasha tells us all about the day she spent at Neverland, including getting to visit Michael's private residence, where she got to speak with him, his children, and some other family members. Now, I didn't discover Natasha's story until after my book was published, so this particular story isn't in the book, um, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. Here it is. I've helped many, many, many children, thousands of children all over the world. Cancer kids, leukemia kids. He's a humanitarian,
1: humanitarian,
0: humanitarian, humanitarian, the real Michael Jackson.
1: Hi, I like your background.
0: Thank you, I thought it was appropriate.
1: Yes. (laughs) How
0: are you going, Alan? first of all? I saw a picture on your Instagram a couple of days ago. You had a drip in your arms. You okay?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, my mom's some antibiotics right
0: now. Yeah. All good though. You're okay? I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. happy to postpone this if you're not feeling up to it. Um, no, nope,
1: I'm all good, but thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you.
0: Um right. I, as I said to you in in the message, so in 2018 I um compiled a book. I don't know if you know about the book, Humanitarian, and it's just basically it's full of all the stories of people that Michael helped and the people that went to Neverland and uh, kids he visited in hospitals and orphanages and all that sort of stuff. Um, That's really cool. I thought it was overdue that all those stories were told and put in the public forum because they don't seem to be recognised or spoken about very often. Yep. Um So I did that in 2018 and actually your story's not in there. Um, so I did a lot of research over a couple of years, but it wasn't until after I published the book that I stumbled across your story. Um, so I'm really, really happy to chat to you now because now I'm turning the book into a podcast that's going to come out later in the year. And, um, I'm really happy there's a lot of stories in the book that are going to be on the podcast, obviously. Um, but I'm really happy to speak to you because it's a story that wasn't in the book. And it's, uh, from what I've heard, a great story that, um, Blog people, to yeah, be, uh, be happy to share it. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, how did football. you where did you come across it?
0: Um, look, it's been replicated and it's, and it's in so many different Michael Jackson forums now. I think it's in like five or six different forums now.
1: Oh, I didn't um,
0: know that <laughs> because I think the original um, blog where it appeared yeah. isn't out anymore, isn't there on the net anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: No, there's references back to the original um, website, but that's not there anymore. Um, and I've read your blog, um, Breathing and Breakfast. Oh, thank
1: it? you. Breathing and Butter, yeah. <laughs>
0: Breathing and Butter. Yeah, so yeah, I, oh, thank that, and I really love thank your, your you. writing. You're really good at what you do. Thank you. No problems. It's
1: very so, nice of you to read that.
0: Of course. If I'm going to speak to you, I want to. Do a bit of research and see who you are and, and, and get a feel and a sense for who I'm talking to. Um, so I basically wanted to start the podcast, um, if you could take us back to your childhood and tell us what it's like um, as a child with cystic fibrosis.
1: Um, yeah, so I was diagnosed at like uh, three months old. Um, I'm not sure if you know a lot about CF, but it's mainly, um, mainly affects your lungs and your breathing. You get like recurrent lung infections. Um, so I was pretty sick as a kid. Um, you know, couldn't do like a lot of like athletic things or, um, you know, just running around and playing or whatever, like, you know, things normal kids were doing, um, So I was into, you know, art and music and, um, stuff like that, that you didn't, you know, didn't require physical exertion to, uh, participate in. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was pretty sick growing up. Um, and, uh, I can remember the first Michael Jackson song I heard. I think it was, uh, from the Free Willy movie.
0: Oh yeah. Will you be there? Um,
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, Did you know, you listening it? to music was a, a big part of, you know, just uh, calming me down or relaxing me when I was sick or going to the doctors or, you know, going for procedures or, you know, it's just like a very calming thing, right? And, like we can yeah. all relate to music. Everybody listens to music, right? Um yeah. Yeah, so it was just a good way to kind of escape my own reality, just um, putting the headphones in and, you know, not paying attention to anything else.
0: Yeah, Uh, I still do it now at 45 years old.
1: Right, right, (laughs) exactly, exactly.
0: So you've discovered Michael Jackson. And so what what sort of age were you then? I think I was around 93.
1: I was – I was probably older than you would think. I think I was around maybe uh twelve-ish. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the timeline when that song would have been out. Um I don't remember, but I was I was in like middle school, like sixth yeah. or seventh grade. Um and I don't know what it was, but I just became like obsessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good era. It's a pretty good era. To yeah. And so your hospital visits are are a regular thing for you at that age.
1: Yes. Yep. Um, Was at the doctors all the time, and you know, way back then they would keep you in the hospital. So you know, I'd be in the hospital for like twenty day stretches. So like today, I can do everything at home, Um, but back then that was not a thing. So um, yeah, I was I was there pretty often.
0: Man. And do you remember when you first came across um, the Make a Wish Foundation and how that got involved?
1: Yeah, I actually was in the hospital, and I saw a commercial where this little kid—it um, was a commercial for Make a Wish—and this little kid like got to go on a um, beach vacation. And I remember, like, I, I was in the hospital bed, like, seeing this commercial, and I was like, I have to, you know, submit myself to that. You know, I should get a wish, and I at the time was crazy obsessed with Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> so I knew exactly what I wanted. There was no question. <laughs> wow. And it's not a typical wish for them. <laughs> no.
0: So have I filled out the, I
1: like I went on the computer, I filled out the form, um, and it took a long time. I don't know if I relayed that in the essay I had written about it but it took quite a long time um, because of the magnitude of the wish. You know, most people, I volunteer for Make-A-Wish now, most people go to Disney. That's like 90% of the wishes. So um, to say that you want to go to Neverland (laughs) and spend the day with Michael Jackson takes a lot of work. (laughs) 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 Uh, So it took, um, I think it took, a year and a half for them to finally get it done and at the time he was not doing wishes anymore he had stopped um because of all the negative uh press that he was getting
0: so oh. he just had
1: had stopped working with them um so it took a lot of convincing um and they kept you know asking me to change my wish and I was like, no way! (laughs) Somehow you somehow you got to get this to work.
0: (laughs) Wow! And so over this time that you're waiting um, to hear back from Make a Wish, um, your health wasn't getting any better.
1: No, Um, it was definitely getting worse. Um, By that point, I was either in—I was going through the testing at that point to get listed for a lung transplant when I was waiting for that wish. Wow. I think actually at that point, like they didn't even want me to really travel. Um, Cause I was so sick. And you know, once you're on a transplant list, you kind of need to be in the area if you get called and, um, but nobody was going to stop me from going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I love it. I love that drawing. <laughs> doing the role of Natasha. Um, So it it took a while for for your wish to come back. Um, And how did that happen? How did I come back to you and say, hey, guess what?
1: You know, it came out of the blue. I can remember, you know, I hadn't heard from them in a long time. I just, you know, they were just working on it and we weren't really in constant contact about it. Um, I can remember when the call came. Just like out of the blue, you know, I hadn't talked to them in a while and they called me and they said, um, they were like, so you're going to go to Neverland, you're going to pack your bags and you're going in like three days. Like it was oh, like wow. immediate. It wasn't like, you know, it's getting close, you know, we're going to work <sighs> on a day or like, it was like, pack your bags. Like they said, yes. And you're going
0: And like, were you at home immediately. Then yeah. you got that phone call.
1: I I think I almost passed out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was wow. it was so unexpected because you know they had been working on it for so long. I just it was just in the back of my mind, it was just I wasn't didn't know when the call would come. I didn't know if they ever would actually make it happen. Right. Um, so yeah, I I think I almost passed out. <laughs> oh, wow. And the fact that I didn't really have a chance to even like really think about it, it was like Pack your bags. You know the flight is in two days, and um, you know get ready.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're in Boston, right? Yep. So how far is that uh, from from Neverland? Is that a big flight?
1: It's um, it's like a six or seven hour flight.
0: Okay, that's decent.
1: Yeah, not. Right. I mean, not long compared to going to Australia. <laughs>
0: No, that's ridiculously long. Six seven hours are still long, especially for a child, and especially for someone who's not feeling well.
1: Yes, that's very true. Very true. Yes.
0: Um, Wow. So you've got two or three days to. Did you sleep in those two or three days?
1: (laughs) Probably not. And I had no idea what I was going to wear. I was like, you know, what can I possibly wear? Like, you know, the outfit needs to be perfect.
0: What do you wear? And and they told you you're going to meet him?
1: Yes. They said um, there were no real specifics about it, just that we would get to go to Neverland and um, have an opportunity to visit with them. There was no real outline of how the day would be or how it would go, or um, I didn't know what to expect.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, how did the day go? How did it all start?
1: So, um, we traveled there on a bus from whatever hotel, um, I was staying at and there were no cameras allowed. And this is way before cell phones and, you know, everybody having a camera. Yeah. Um, so we get to Neverland and Neverland is kind of, have you been there? Like, have you... So you know how it's it's kind of like in the middle of like nowhere really like
2: yeah.
1: you know you wouldn't expect it you kind of like driving and then all of a sudden it's there um oh, yeah. i remember going up the driveway there was like music playing everywhere there were flowers everywhere there were just like angelic statues everywhere it's just like out of a dream basically yeah. it's just it's amazing and who were you um, with? I was with, I got to bring a friend. Um, My mom came and she got to bring a friend. So there were four of us. Um, We got there, God, it's so long ago. I'm trying to think how the day started. We got there and they brought us to, where did we go first? They brought us all around like the whole compound. I think the first place we went was maybe his arcade, and he was not with us at first. Um, They were kind of just showing us, somebody was showing us around, maybe his assistant with the Make-A-Wish people, Um, and he came, I can't, I can't remember, there was like a team of people he had there that was showing us around. Yeah. Um so he came into the arcade. Um I remember he was wearing a like the classic black pants and red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um like ex- exactly what you would see him wearing anywhere.
2: Yeah. Um His And, and he,
1: he didn't have a hat on and he was a lot taller than I was expecting. Yep. Um, and I was so nervous, like I couldn't say anything. I just was so nervous. Like I was so, I couldn't believe that it was just him like walking, walking like near us. It was just, just unexplainable really. really. Um, and he, he talked to my mom right away and I was just like, Oh my God, like he's just like (laughs) talking like a normal person. Like, you know, you just feel like he was just like mm. out of this world right like
2: yep.
1: you know the fact he was just having like a normal conversation I just couldn't believe it yeah. and at the you know at the time I was 18 so um you know today I would probably react differently now that I'm older and more mature and wiser but you know I just I couldn't even say anything you know?
2: yeah
1: I imagine. Um, so he kind of spent the day with us going around to the rides on the wow. trolley. We got to watch, um, this is kind of funny, but he watched in his theater. He We watched like music videos of him with him. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> um, there wasn't really a whole lot of uh, like, interaction really like he was very quiet and shy and reserved but you were like doing all of these things with him but you know it wasn't like he was like a like a chatterbox or like very talkative or um you know just I think he just liked to watch the people around him enjoying all of the stuff there you know enjoying the rides enjoying like the I remember the candy was like crazy like there was just candy like everywhere
2: yeah.
1: um he had lunch with us we sat and had like lunch outside oh, um, wow. which uh, somebody had catered it and i remember asking somebody from make the wish who paid for that because it was there was just like so much food and candy and soda and they said he had paid for it which wow. i found so like surprising.
0: It's amazing. You know? Is this just for your group of four? Or was there other groups there? Or no, people,
1: there were there were other kids there and a lot of staff. Um, a lot of people from Make a Wish, a lot of people that were obviously with him. There were like maybe 15 other kids there.
0: Okay, yeah. Um,
1: so there was a quite quite a big group. Um right. which I think is why. They were able to kind of talk him into doing it because there were so many people that, you know, wanted to go there and meet him through Make-A-Wish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was definitely the oldest person. I'm going to say, so I was 18. I'm going to say most of the other kids were like six, seven, eight, nine, uh, yeah. like much younger than than I was. Um, We spent... Like the full day there, maybe ten hours.
0: Oh wow.
1: It was wow. A, it was a long, long day. Um,
0: did you go into so, the house?
1: So this is kind of an interesting story, but he had cousins there um, that were playing basketball, like off to the side playing basketball, like two of them. And um so there were four of us there. So a friend that my mom had brought used to be; uh, she was an ex professional basketball player. Okay. So she said to these cousins, "Hey, if I play you in a game of um, horse or whatever, and I beat you, can you get Natasha in the house with them? Because they had not <laughs> brought they, they they had not brought us in his house. That was kind of like off limits, I think.
2: Yeah." Um,
1: And she beat them, of course. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't think they assumed she had played professionally. So um, I did get like 10 minutes inside with him in his home with Prince and Paris, who were very young at the time. Um, Maybe like four and five, really, really young. And um, (laughs) he told me he liked my outfit, so I did a good job
2: picking out my outfit. <laughs> <Well done. laughs> it what was worth wearing? the
1: effort. <laughs> um he he just talked very normally, you know, where are you guys from? You know, how is the how have you liked the day? Um just like normal chit chat. And yeah. he introduced his two kids and he did actually say that he had one on the way.
2: Wow. Which,
1: Was I guess a big deal for him to say that? Yeah, um, because it was you know a secret at the time. Yeah, he I remember he had he didn't have shoes on. He had white socks on when he came in. Of course, (laughs) (laughs) and his voice was a lot deeper than it is normally. Okay, that's like the only you know people always want some kind of like crazy tidbit about the day. And that's like the only thing I can really tell you that was that I was surprised by that he had like a really deep voice. Wow. But he was very gracious when we were in this, you know, beautiful room with him. Like everything in it looked very expensive. Like you if you you feared you were gonna break something and it would be like, you know, yeah. something very valuable. Um the kids were so well behaved. I remember they were just like the cutest things. Um No, sadly, no pictures. Of
0: course, you know
1: it would have been great to have been able to take a picture. Um,
0: But the kids said hello, and and the kids said
1: hello. They introduced themselves. Um, How cute! Yeah, super cute. Yes, yes, because the house was off limits for the whole group, so. You know, and the the cousins, uh, they came through, you know, they were like, come on, come on, come on in, like, really quickly, like, come in, um, and he'll, you know, meet with you guys really quickly. So, you you know, they didn't have to do that.
0: Do you remember who they were?
1: I know that, um, I want to say, is there one that, like, his name starts with an O? Omar? Maybe. They looked familiar to me. Like yeah. they looked like I had seen them like in pictures before or something. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool that they kept their end of the bargain.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> they definitely didn't have to. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so and you're there with staff and Make-A-Wish people. Um, they, They've got a, what, a bit of an itinerary for the day. So they're like, okay, now we're going to go and do this. Now we're going yes. to do that. So you broke yes. away from that for a little while.
1: Yes, yes. And actually, we were kind of all walking on this path together, and they were like, come on, come on, like, you know, come out of the group and come inside, like, really fast, like, hurry up.
0: Oh, wow. But then that finishes and you have to go join the group. Yes. And the rest of Neverland, which isn't a bad thing anyway. I mean, you're a Neverland. Yes,
1: right, right. <laughs> right. So
0: what did you get up to then?
1: So uh, I think that that was actually at the very end of the day. So um, right after that, we, like, walked to the bus and left. It was at, right at the very end.
0: Did you associate with any other people? Did you meet any other people there and hear their stories?
1: Um, I'm going to say not really just because there was such a huge age difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm 18 and they're, like, six and seven, so they're, you know – um and
0: you've got your know. friend and your mom,
1: right, 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 so right. how does a
0: day like that end? I'm just wondering, don't you just want to say, no, I'm not going, I'm staying here,
1: <laughs> yes, because you know, I remember saying, like, what are we gonna do when we get back to the hotel like like what do you even do after a day like that? like you know, how do you ever do anything normal again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I remember, I think we went to see a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and on that, when you were in the theatre, do you remember what music videos you watched with Michael?
1: We watched all of them. Like we were in that theatre for, I mean, a good hour. Oh, yeah. Um, And it was like, you know, unlimited candy. I just remember like the soda and the candy was just like nonstop, and this is horrible, but i he was drinking um, he was drinking orange crush, yeah. so we were kind of seated near him it's you know like a like a movie theater basically, but with better seating um we were s- seated kind of near him, and I was watching him like drink these sodas, so when we left the theater, I went and took them oh. <laughs> and like <laughs> I took home these, like, empty soda cans that he had drank out of, which today sounds crazy, but at the time it seemed appropriate.
0: Yeah. How long did you hold on to them for?
1: I still have them somewhere.
0: Oh, how funny.
1: (laughs) 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 They're in a box, like, packed away somewhere.
0: (laughs) So do you feel like... As someone who's 18 and has some health issues, you were on the waiting list at the time to get a lung transplant. Is that right?
1: Yes, yes. Um,
0: Do you feel like that day affected your health?
1: Yeah, I think, um, one, I think that just waiting for that wish kept me kind of going. You know, like it it gave me a lot of, It gave me something to look forward to, Um, you know, so it kind of helped, you know, when I was really sick to just think like, oh, you know, this may happen one day, like you got to keep pushing, you got to keep going, Um, gave me something to almost like aspire to. And then, um, well, after I met him, I'm going to say... I probably had the transplant maybe a year later. Um, And it just, you know, after I met him, I think that like the music videos and the music and the performances meant more to me, like helped me out even more, Um, you know, gave me confidence and healing and meditation like even more after I had met him. It was even more powerful, I think.
0: I could imagine. Is that because then from that day forward when you look at a, a video or listen to his music, you're taken back to Neverland and you're taken back to feeling those feelings?
1: Definitely, definitely. body
0: remembers. Mm.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So you went on to have the lung transplant? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good news. So you, you did... Your health um, got better after that?
1: Yes, yes. That's good. Yeah. Um, You know, so a, a transplant is not a cure, but it makes things more manageable, and I can breathe today. Like, you know, at that time, you know, shortly after that, you know, I think I went on oxygen and I got quite sick, and, you know, you can't function when you can't breathe. So, yeah, um, yeah the new lungs were... I could, I could just breathe, like you know, you can breathe, just, just normal, it just happens. There's no effort, there's no thought process, there's no, it just is.
0: It's amazing to think about the things that we take for granted as people with healthy lungs. Um, Yeah, I mean, even
1: today, you know, even today, I find myself taking it for granted because I don't think about it anymore. You know.
0: Yeah. And and you've had two, right? Two transplants. Wow.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: That's amazing. So, so you had one lung lung transplant. How long did were they okay until you needed a second?
1: Um, They lasted. So I had my first transplant in two thousand three, and my second in two thousand twelve.
0: Okay, so nine years. That doesn't. I mean, I don't know a lot about them, but nine years doesn't sound like a long time for lungs to yeah it
1: doesn't yeah um i think actually the average or or way back then the average was only five years so i had surpassed you know what the
2: Um,
1: average was way back then today it's more but um yeah they you know they haven't figured out a way for your body to not eventually reject them because you know they don't belong to you right your body sees it as kind of an invader so um they you know they still haven't figured out a foolproof way for your body to just accept them as their own yeah so still a lot of uh things to figure out
0: are you feeling good now
1: yeah you're doing good yeah
0: good. and as i said yeah. i read your blog and i um, had a look and did a bit of research. You love your food, it looks like.
1: I'm a big foodie. Yep,
0: are <laughs> <laughs> a big foodie. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I need to get back to blogging. I haven't blogged in a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, I thought I wasn't sure because I think one of your last blog posts was like 2019, 2020. Yeah, it's
1: probably a while ago. Yeah, you're gonna make me now get back to a. Getting
0: back to it. <laughs> yeah, good, because you're a really talented writer and I really enjoyed oh, reading some you. of your stuff. I read an thank article you. I think thank you wrote uh, for Glamour magazine. and Yes, yep. Writing what you do for a profession. Yes, yep. Well, you're very good at it. So, yeah, please thank keep going. Thank you. I'll subscribe Ooh, thank to your you blog so much. and read it. Um, thank you. And, you. and you volunteer with Make-A-Wish. You yes,
1: do that? I do. I do. Yep. I mean, you know, for them to have figured out how to make that happen, you know, I can only go back and pay it forward.
0: Wow. You know? So what do you do with them?
1: So, like, I will go to the child's house and kind of get their information and what kind of wish they want and um, keep track of them and let them know how the wish process is going and when the wish is when it happens I get to call them and tell them and, um, you know, I, I I never got to call anybody and say you're going to Neverland. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you would still but, grant some pretty cool wishes. D- yes, Disneyland? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry?
0: Disneyland? Have Lots been of
1: Disneyland. To- yep, that's definitely the most popular wish.
0: Um, right. You know what, for a lot of kids these days, they probably don't know what Neverland was.
1: Like reading, I know, like I know. Can, so isn't that thing. crazy? But, I, you know, I do think a lot of little kids um, do know Michael Jackson and his music. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: See, yeah, his music is t- definitely timeless. I've got yes. uh, two kids, and I know when they – I mean, my kids are 20 and 18 now, but um, when they were kids, they discovered – and without my influence, I was no influence at all <laughs> – um, they discovered michael jackson and all their little friends discovered michael jackson there's something i don't know timeless and pure about his music that yes. every yes. generation just came seemed to discover him again
1: right
0: and right videos. and i i tell my kids these music videos were made 30 40 years ago and they're like really because they're still so good isn't like, hey, that that's, crazy that's testament to to how ahead of his time michael was and how talented he was that these music videos from forty years ago, kids are still discovering now, and with the technology, how far it's coming. Right. They're still amazing videos, and they're still amazing music. It's just, it's mind-boggling.
1: Yes, it's a testament yes. To talent. Yes. So, how did you get into liking Michael Jackson?
0: Um, I'm like, uh, so I'm forty-five, so I discovered Michael around the Thriller era. Okay. And so I followed him all through the Thriller, Bad. Dangerous and History Errors. Um, yeah, I was a fan. And then in the 90s, I saw him on his history tour out here in Australia. Awesome.
1: Um, I, got
0: to, I got to meet him there and say hello and have
1: oh, a Oh, no kidding.
0: Yeah. So that, and then, so of course that skyrocketed my fandom um, yep. status from just a fan to, um, you know, and then I suppose that was in the 90s. I was about 18 as well, 19 when I met him. Yeah. And then I just, Made I created a blog about his visits to Australia and then whilst doing that and doing my research, I discovered all the hospitals and orphanages that he visited and started looking deeper into that and all the humanitarian things that he was doing and yeah. found it quite unjust that none of those stories were being told by the media. So then yeah. I started working on that and compiling all that information and then released the book. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so we're getting these stories out there, and you know, um, getting truth out there, and yeah, um, yeah, just trying to get these stories out there because so I think it's important now that he's gone that people there's so much yep. crap written that um, you know the, his history includes the truth and
1: because
0: yep. it's and it's a beautiful truth, and I hope that other people can be inspired um, like you who give back and. Um, now, I volunteer with the, the foundation that helped you accomplish your dreams. Um, these stories need to be told now, these days. We don't have any heroes yeah. left in the world these days, I don't think so. Yeah,
1: so true. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing an awesome, awesome thing.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for replying to my message and thanks for chatting with me.
1: Of course, um, of course. Awesome. So, can I get your book on like Amazon or something?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a message and um, I'll send you a copy.
1: Oh, awesome, awesome. hundred oh, percent. That's so nice of you. Thank you. No, of
0: course. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Is there anything else you wanted to, to add in about your day at Neverland?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, you know, my, my only, like, message would be just in general that, you know, if you really want something – you have to just keep, you know, praying or wishing or, you know, whatever you, it is you do. Um, you know, like I prayed to meet Michael for years and years and years and years. Um, and whatever, you know, whatever it is you want or hope for dream for, you know, it can be, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, meeting your hero or whatever. Um, you just gotta keep doing it, you know,
0: persistence.
1: Can't
0: give up. Yeah. Tash, I'll wind it up. Thank you so, so much for chatting with me. I really, really appreciate it.
1: And as Definitely. I said, I'll get
0: your address and I'll send you a message and send you my book. And I hope you like awesome. that. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. It was great to get to chat with you.
0: Thank you. You too. Thank you. the real Michael Jackson.